playing the Radical Latino Show. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands in the air for New York's very own. Latino is taking you to another level. Yeah! What up, my people? Welcome back to another episode of the Radical Latino Show. It's your host, the Radical Latino. What is popping, my people? I hope everybody's having a great week. Everybody's having a great Monday. Everybody's having a great, great, beautiful, beautiful day. Now, I want to give a huge apologies to all the listeners because usually on Saturdays I do a live stream. This Saturday I didn't. I was kind of busy, always, you know, I was running around, you know, taking care of things. So my apologies on that. But um, hope, but by by this week, uh, I, I definitely, in the middle of the week, or maybe in the beginning, you know, I'm definitely gonna do one. You know what I'm saying? Um, hopefully Monday, maybe Monday I'll do one, you know, Monday night. So just stay tuned on my Instagram and Twitter to see if I'm going to do one. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to give a huge shout out to all the new listeners. I want to give a huge shout out to all my new followers. Shout out to you guys. Without y'all, this wouldn't be possible. You know what I'm saying? Also, oh, oh, damn. Oh, I got, got choked up. You know, all the new listeners, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> got choked up. Also, I want to give... A huge, huge, huge shout out to Melanated Night. Shout out to you, homie. You know, um, some of the people are finding my phone number, which I've always posted on the description. And people are calling me. Some people are leaving voicemails. Some people are calling me. And I just pick up randomly. So, you know, you guys could definitely do that. You know, so shout out to you, homie. You know, um, hope everything is all is 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 well. You and your, you know, you and your Latin, Latin shorty. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I want to give a you know huge shout out to all my listeners. Remember, if you guys want to contribute to the podcast, leave a comment, rate this podcast on Apple and Google. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to contribute monetarily, you could go to my website radicallatino.com, and you guys will see a donate button. Contribute anything is uh, is really up to you guys. Also, if you want to cash at me something, you know, dollar sign Radical Latino. You know what I'm saying? Support the podcast if you like, you know, what you hear. If you like everything that I bring you. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've raised some money from the donations. Again, nobody's telling me or emailing me any place to donate to. So I kind of made a decision already. I'm going to donate to the Red Cross. No, let me stop. No, I'm going to donate to um uh uh to to i forgot the name i feel like something justice uh living living something justice i actually interviewed them a while back but i'm gonna be donated to them so just uh pay attention to my to my uh instagramming all that so you know you guys can actually see you know what i gave but um that's why i'm discovery for justice there it goes See, my, my brain be all over the place. But I'm going to be donating to Discovery for Justice. Um, I interviewed them before. And they're, they're basically, you know, um, a nonprofit organization that's in New York. 
that trying to take away the blindfold law for those who don't know what the blindfold law is basically when before you go to trial the blindfold law in new york and some other states in the country make it um a, make it a possibility where the prosecution don't have to tell you what they have they don't have to you know give evidence or share any witnesses or anything that they have against you in a case until it goes to trial you know what i'm saying so you could literally be sitting in jail not knowing what the prosecution has against you you know what i'm saying so that's what they're trying to get rid of and i'm going to donate in a couple of days based on the donations that i've been getting i'm going to be donating to them you know what i'm saying so shout out to everybody now moving forward um i know there's been a lot of talks during this week about certain things that's happening in the news and i'm basically gonna tackle that on a live you know what i'm saying i don't want to wait through a whole week to just you know talk about it. i'm gonna tackle that on the live or whatever so just pay attention to that but moving forward now this interview i had with the beautiful the gorgeous the magnificent uh, no the very entertaining viva by extina and she's a, a youtuber Dominican YouTuber who not only gives her makeup advice and how to do certain looks, but she also gives her hot takes and, you know, she has a very interesting way and perspective on viewing things. So that's the reason why I got her on the podcast. So there's going to be another voice and all that. So I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. Um, I hope you guys like the interview and I'm going to catch you guys in a few. I have a very, very, very special, some people might say very beautiful guest. And <laughs> Viva Extina, what is going on? What's up? Hey. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your channel. Yeah, not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. So um I got I got Viva Extina. I'm gonna call her Christina. That's that's her you know, her her, her name. So I'm gonna refer to her as Christina. But her YouTube channel is Viva Extina, right? And the Viva Bella by Extina. Yeah, Viva Bella. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Viva Bella by Extina. See, see correcting me already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, the reason why I have her here is because she, you know, is part of the YouTube community who interacts with almost everybody I've interviewed. Not only that, they also interact with me. And, you know, we, we talk here and there, here and there, here and there. And I was like, you know what? Let me just interview her to actually get to know her a little bit more because I don't really know her like that. You know what I'm saying? So that's the main reason why I got her here. So, um, Christina, what's up? How how, how you doing? I'm doing okay. You know, chilling here at home with my girls, the usual that's what's Saturday up. routine. That's what's, <laughs> yeah. that's what's up. You know, uh, Saturday, Saturday uh, is... So any weekend is always good for family time. Um, yeah. What was it? So tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, what do you want to know? <laughs> um, any, um, anything you want, you know. Oh, how was Valentine's Day for you? Uh, it's another day. You know, I really do much. There's um, no Viva Bello around. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be. Oh, for real? Oh, you single? 
There needs to be one. You, yeah, yeah. You, you, so. You're single. Oh, fellas out there, remember, you know, uh, <laughs> she has an Instagram. So if you're, you're interested, oh, you know, just pull up, you know. Um, oh, my God. But uh, uh, no, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So you, you're, you're Dominican, correct? Yes. Not, well, Dominican American, I guess, if you want to be technical. Not Haitian? <laughs> <laughs> no, not Haitian. Even though I know some people out there like to call me like Diana and shit, but well, no, well, I'm not Well, this is going to be a very Haitian episode. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, so so you're so you're Dominican American, and how uh, how do you feel about being Dominican American, which is not white, um, here in the United States, trying to you you know trying to do what you got to do and um, you know, trying to also pursue a beauty uh, YouTube channel. How how has you how, how have you found that to be? Is it easy lane? Is it hard? Mm, okay, so I started my channel. A lot of people know I started it like specifically as a makeup tutorial channel. So the point at which my channel kind of changed was when I first uploaded my Ancestry DNA results video. So everybody out there knows the Dominican DNA videos that get a lot of views is usually like a lot of craziness in the comments. So I think that was what like really brought a lot of traffic to my channel. And then from there, I started just like little by little doing like non-makeup videos where I would like talk about stuff or talk about Dominican culture or stuff like that. So I noticed very early on, um, let's put it this way. So I feel like I have a few things that have worked against me, okay? And some may say they didn't work in my favor, but one, being Dominican, okay? That's the first strike, being a dark-skinned Dominican, okay? And being a woman, because by being a woman, that people want to, like, when they're throwing shots at you, they want to bring up sexual shit and all that stuff, Okay. So I say being a Dominican was the first strike against me because you already know people have a lot of opinions when it comes to Dominicans. Yes, people I do. think that we're all yes, racist. My, <laughs> they think we're all anti-black. Look at my we comment deny, section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we deny our African ancestry and all that. And so on top of that, being a darker skinned Dominican, it's like I feel like people are even extra critical because they're expecting, again, even more that you're going to deny that aspect of yourself or that you're going to kiss white people's ass and stuff like that. So I experienced in the beginning some of these Dominican trolls online saying that I was, you know, an Afrocentric and blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, I'm not even like super pro um, black or I don't even know how you would call it but I don't be on that like I don't talk about just blackness all the time like I've always trying to maintain it yeah. pretty balanced yeah. but even still it was like the mere fact that I don't shy away from talking about our African ancestry had certain Dominicans looking at me a certain type of way okay mm. that's very but interesting I but continue, continue. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, like I said, I had the the trolls coming at me, but then I think the more like open-minded, rational Dominicans saw where I was coming from, and so they've been cool. So that has kind of been like, I guess what I I had to kind of get through at first. You know, I had to get through the I don't know the muddy waters and just me on my block list right now. Let me tell you, my black game is strong right now. <laughs> I had to, I had to weed all the the ignorance out, 
you know. Oh, and uh, yeah, so you had to block that uh, that clone account. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> uh, this they probably still out there too. I, when I saw that, I was like, hold up, because I noticed them on Barani Moon's channel. I was like, hold up, why is my picture like I got Mac and for mm-hmm. a second? I like, wait, a, mm-hmm. who is this person? Then I read the name, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow. You know, you know what? Okay. I, I, it's probably gonna happen to me. I haven't seen it. It's probably gonna happen. Nope. Mention it now. <laughs> Mention it now. Somebody's probably gonna do the same thing you know what i'm saying <laughs> but it is what it is though so yeah now you you mentioned something very interesting you said that um you don't shy away from dominicans african roots now let me ask you something mm-hmm. as a latina what racially what do you identify as do you identify as black native white what do you identify as well I mean, well, so the the reality of it is I am a mixed race person. Like, that's literally what I am. However, growing up in the United States, growing up where you've always had to check a box, I have always checked black. That is why, like, on the census, on any form I've had to fill out, I've always checked black. Now, with that, there has always been a little bit of confusion because on some forms, you know, they would say black, but not of Hispanic origin, you know? Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, yeah. and sometimes they they would not have the Hispanic slash um, Latino ethnicity box. So there's been instances where I was confused on what to check. But if it didn't have the Hispanic thing, it was like, well, process of elimination. <laughs> I'm not going to check white. Yeah. I'm not Native American or Asian, mm-hmm. so I'm going to check black because gotcha. look at me, you know? Yeah. I I I look even, like or I could pass for any African American really so even yeah. some even some uh, boxes have um Hispanic or Latino like excluded mm-hmm. they excluded from the race thing they have it as ethnicity mm-hmm. which is you know right. you know something that they automatically you know put down anyway you know but um then they will go on and in the bottom they'll say you know race and then they'll have a whole bunch of you know definitions or whatever the case is Mm -hmm. but all right so why do you think dominicans um uh, dominicans deny their african ancestry because i found that extremely extremely interesting um when i started talking about certain things or mentioning certain things or certain individual Mm -hmm. that i'm not going to bring up um i you know tell them or talk about them and they I get a whole slew of comments saying that, you know, there's nothing African about us or whatever the case is. So why mm-hmm. do you think Dominicans tend to deny their African ancestry? Yeah, I figured you were going to ask me that. <laughs> well, I don't believe that, like, all, or even most, I don't think most Dominicans deny it. But for those that do um, I actually made a video about this, but I think there is a there is a historical slash psychological reason for that, and I have come to that conclusion just from as like the more um, history I've learned. Um, I think it most definitely goes back to slavery, and I think it goes back to just what happened economically uh, while Santo Domingo was still a colony. So I made a video, um, some people saw it, called The Deracialized Conscious of Dominicans, right? And in that video, I talked about how um, 
uh, at one point, the economy of Santo Domingo had basically plummeted. So most of the people were living in poverty, right? So it got to a point where the uh, the Europeans in Santo Domingo, they couldn't uh, afford to continue to bring in slaves. So because of that, and also like a lot of the, the white people like left. So they had that on top of the fact that the economy was bad, everyone was basically poor, and the Europeans they couldn't afford to uh, even own many slaves like per person. So because of that, with the since the plantation system was pretty much like broken, that is what led the colony to turn into more of a cattle ranching society, right? And with that, um, with that economic shift it also created a shift in the race relations between whites and blacks to where it it became more of a almost like a familial relationship between the slave and the master okay mm. so total contrast to what was happening say you know on the french side in haiti so i think because of that that made it easier for the black person in santo domingo to take on the identity of their master because they, they there wasn't so much of a resistance towards the white people. Okay, now this was, of course, a little later on, because in the early, early history, that wasn't the case. I mean, the first slave rebellion in Española happened on the Spanish side. But this was like maybe, yeah. I guess you could say maybe 200 years later. Yeah, 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 yeah. When it got to that also, point. Also on top of that, mm-hmm. like for people to be clear, uh, what the Spanish did was something very strategic. They started actually claiming their offspring that they had with the slave women as their own. And they they started Mm -hmm. to classify all slew of different racial classification, mestizo, this, that, the other, you know? And the thing is, some of these racial classifications actually started getting somewhat, some benefits, meaning that they would be the overseers for the slaves. You know, and I believe that that mentality still carries on to this day where some Dominicans uh, don't see themselves as black or don't see themselves as having African ancestries. They will always claim that European Spaniard part of their lineage, you know, and I think is it goes deep into like the part of their confusion. What do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it is multiple factors. I mean. Uh, also, you have to take into account like uh, the actual racial components, where like the the mixed race free people of color, that class of people also grew rapidly as well, and a lot of them were free. So it got to a point where like basically to call your oneself black or just that word, it became associated with being a slave, and um, eventually the slave population that they actually became a minority. And like I mentioned in my video, there was a term called whites of the land. And a lot of times it was like mixed people of color that were calling themselves that. So, you know, I feel like it's a lot of like social factors that kind of played into why your average, you know, person of color in, you know, in the Spanish side took on that Spanish identity. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, that also gave them some privilege, you know, you were able to socially climb a little more. by taking on that identity and so i i think that all of that has kind of contributed to you know this still going on today and um i I, sometimes i wonder if dominicans like if they have like a a complex or something because 
I mean, the reality is out of all the Spanish speaking countries, DR has the most um, African ancestry, like percentage wise, like overall. Yeah. Okay. We are the, I mean, some people might not like to hear, but we are the blackest, like Spanish speaking Latin country. So I think with that, yeah. it comes even more of a feeling like we have to try and prove that we're not black, like we're not black. And granted, I mean, not all Dominicans are black. So, I mean, in yeah, that aspect, yeah, yeah, that's why course. I don't say that DR is a black country because the reality is that we're not all black. Yeah, no, but it, it's, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You said, but what? I lost my train of thought. Go ahead. No, you were saying that we're, we're, you know, a lot, all Dominicans are not black, but. Um, but there's a, but there are a lot of black Dominicans and that's just the reality. Gotcha. And, you know, I mean, now, now, now it's, it's, it's really interesting because, um, now let me let me ask you: What do you consider someone of Latin descent or ethnicity to be black? Is it just skin color? Is it the amount of uh, genetics, uh, African genetics inside their system? What do you consider? Mm-hmm. Do you go by the one drop rule? Um, what do you consider to be black? See, well, I def- I don't want to drop both people into blackness. That's one thing I, I don't do. Like, if you don't look black, if the world doesn't view you as black, if you don't experience what black people experience, I'm not calling you black. Um, but see, I feel like even with that, there's um, there's no definite line. I mean, I think it is a combination of your genetics as well as how you look. But I feel like people in... Let me throw you a curveball. Um, Antonio Batista. Do you see him as black? <laughs> uh, I mean, n- let's no. be honest I, now. Let's be. <laughs> I don't think I wouldn't consider him black, but I think his um, blackness is written all over his face. Like, there's just no escaping that. Like, I'm sorry. I mean, some people may consider him white because you know, uh, genetically, he is predominantly European descent, but um. The, those black jeans run a uh, real real strong yeah. <laughs> that one yeah now, yeah now the now the thing is um what what about dominican renaissance do you consider him black lord <laughs> put me on the spot I'm, I'm just gonna ask these questions i gotta ask these questions i mean phenotypically yes uh-huh i mean yeah he is also predominantly African descent. So, I mean, I think he So, could, using your logic, he would be black. <laughs> he, well, I mean, he could say he's mixed if he wants. Like he you call, know, well, I he mean, technically him, he's mixed, but... Well, no, he calls himself day, Spanish. He calls himself white, so it doesn't really matter. Um, No, the reason why is because, um, you know, for, the, for, the, for our light-skinned Latin people, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like Antonio Batista. I'm going to just use him as an example. Um, even though phenotypically he is nowhere near Anglo, but mm-hmm. his skin color says otherwise. His eye color says otherwise. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. because his eye and skin color are of that of the dominant society, you know, mm-hmm. uh, do you really think it's fair to still I classify him or us view him as white even though we know that he might not experience the same benefits that some that the majority of white people get 
Hmm. That's a good question. Um. See, I don't know because even though he he is predominantly European or whatever, I can't say that I view him as a white man. Like, to me, I don't know. I would feel more comfortable saying he's he's just saying that he's mixed. I guess. Yeah. But I can't say that I could look at him and be like, oh, that's a white man right there. Because again, his his features yeah. say otherwise. Now, now, you if, know. Now, if he came out. If he came out using your logic, if he came out saying that he's black, would you still see him sideways? Be like, wait a minute, your facial features say that, but your skin color says different. A little bit. Gotcha. <laughs> That's why I feel like it's it's complicated because I don't know. It it's it's again a combination of your phenotype. I mean, it's a combination of your different features. I mean, like, even with me, like, I get conflicting comments from people because people take a look at me and be like, well, your skin is dark, but, you know, your features, they look different, you know? So some people make, look. I mean, I think most people, you know, they look at me like, yeah, you're a black girl, I guess. But then other like, no, you look mixed. Like, you look like just like a dark skin mulata or whatever. So yeah. I don't know. It's, it's complicated yeah so so to you what what do you think the percentage of blackness you should have to be considered black like, like let me ask you what what mm. percentage of african descent do you have um well according to all the dna stuff that i've done that i've done it's they all fall between like the 50 to 52 percent so basically like literally half okay i'm half african descent okay half so if somebody has 40 something percent would they still be considered in your logic in your views would they still be considered black hmm what's the thing even my logic i'm not like solid on it yeah. <laughs> uh <it's> like, <laughs> because again it's just it's hard to say because there are some people they yeah. may not i don't know if their african genes are strong enough they yeah. may come out just looking black like, even though genetically because th this is, this is my, not because this is my thing um I have some family members who, you know, they've taken the, the genealogy thing or whatever the case is. They straight up and down look like Antonio. Straight up and down. White skin, you know, uh, blue eyes. But phenotypically, you know, mm -hmm. they don't look Anglo whatsoever. You know, they got the kinky hair. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. when they take the genealogy test, they'll anywhere between 60 to maybe... 55% European and the rest mm. is indigenous and African and all that other stuff. Right. So yeah. to me, to me, because to me, the way I see it is you're not a hundred percent European. So to me, you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're black regardless, you know, and I do have that conversation with some of my family members, you know, of how you, you know, um, differentiate or how do you like label certain, you know, how you label yourself, you know what I mean? And that's, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I, I do have. And that's the, that's the main reason why, not the main reason, but I wanted to at least tackle it, you know, a little bit because I did show your video, your, your, uh, your video to some of my family members. Right. And mm -hmm. there was one that they like, at least three of them was like, Okay, I agree, but also I disagree. Was it, I think, was it top 25 something? It was something like that. And you went through 25 things that you're tired about. You know what I'm saying? And Top 25 things I'm tired about? It was something about uh, top 25 something. You just went down the whole list. 
right? And I think mm-hmm. was it number something you said what oh, was it my unpopular opinions video? Yeah, I think it was. Oh, okay. And then I think it, they said, um, I think you said, uh, number something, white Latinos claiming that they're black, mm-hmm. right? That you're tired yeah. about that and all this other stuff. So I started laughing my ass off and I was like, you know what? I should just mention that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just mention that. So that's the reason why I wanted to ask that because, oh, okay. because it's, you know, it is, I, I believe living in the system of white supremacy, there is a confusion amongst Latin people. There is a confusion mm. of classification mm-hmm. among Latin people. Black people have no um, no confusion whatsoever. They know exactly where they stand and they know exactly mm-hmm. where they're at because they've been repeatedly told this day in and day out, day in, day out, day in, day out. Latin people right. are always on the fence and skirt certain things. You know what I'm saying? And I've seen certain Latin people, you know, get treated the same as black folks, dark or light, you know, living where I live at, you know, in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I've never saw anything past that. You know, I've never seen something like, all right, you, you know, you're not Anglo enough. You know what I'm saying? You're not white enough. So to right. me, to me, I'm like, ah, shit, you're black too. You know what I mean? Mm, gotcha. So, so okay. What, so you're looking at it also from like a, like their experience like they're still experiencing the black experience even though they're technically not black especially here in this country is that more like how you look at it um not about technically not being black uh because you they're not more melanated than uh most black or dark latin people they still experience the same things that those people experience due to the system of white supremacy because the way i see mm-hmm. it is that White supremacists all see us the same, no matter what, especially in New York. When If you look at the statistic of stop and frisk, you know, Latin people were getting stopped, dark or light. You know what I'm saying? So they didn't differentiate. Mm-hmm. What they saw was, oh, non-white person, let me stop them. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm going at. Do you agree or disagree? Okay. No, I get that point. So, so anyone who isn't like American white standard white you just lump them into the black category? No. Um, anybody that is anybody that is light and they you can actually trace back saying that they have a certain percentage of black and or indigenous um, genes inside of them, you know, I will consider non-white based on, you know, since we live in America, you know, I would consider non-white. Okay. Hmm. Do you think that's a wrong okay. assessment? Um, I mean, it makes. I mean, I I see where you're coming from, but so how do you feel about people just identifying as mixed? Well, mixed is not a race, the way I see it, because in a in a when you're you know government form, job form, there's no mix. You know, there's just one box, which is a lot of people who say we shouldn't be having, but I'm not gonna be here talking about that. Mix is not mm-hmm. a race. Mix, I feel like it's a cop-out for certain people because they know they're mixed with a bunch of things, so they don't want to feel certain... They don't want to feel disrespectful to their certain half or whatever the case is when the majority of you looks one way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, Like, there's a lot of biracial people who come out 
you know, who have a white mom or white dad, you know, and a black mom or black dad, you know what I'm saying? And they come out looking black, but yet they're out here calling themselves mixed. I'm like, uh, no, you look black. You know what I'm saying? They won't, somebody else from the dominant society won't see you as different. They won't see you as mixed until they tell you, until you tell them something, you know what I mean? They're going to see you as black. So that's why I'm saying, like, like, white people are the ultimate factor of identification. And they they told us what black is based on that rule that they made as a one-drop rule. So I'm going to just go by what they told us. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. So at one point, though, do you stop going by what they told you? I'm sorry, what? Like... But at what point do you stop going by what white people told you and do your own thing? Like, I don't, like, well, personally, I don't see nothing wrong with a biracial person identifying as mixed. I mean, I don't necessarily see that as a cop-out because, I mean, that's literally what they are. But I also think, I mean, if they look black, I mean, you should know that that's how you're being perceived by the world. So I feel like that's, like, two two things you kind of have to be aware of. Um, and I mean, I've said this before, like, even like on my channel, like I, I acknowledge that I am mixed. Um, you know, I have African ancestry, I have European ancestry and I have Native American ancestry. However, as much as I say that I am mixed, I am aware of how I look. Yeah. And I know that most people perceive me as black. Mm. So I think you just have to have that awareness, I guess. Gotcha. 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 Now, um, what was it? Do you wait? Did you ask me a question? You said, "Uh, when would I stop going by?" What oh, white yeah, going by what? Uh huh. What, what, what the white man told you? What the white? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but well, the the thing is, um, since we live in a system of white supremacy, they are the ones who label things. Um, you know, we have to have more of a sense of pride with ourselves to actually go against that. Um, um apparently. You know, unfortunately, uh, these people, regardless if they go by their rules or not, they're still going to subjugate us based on their perception of us. So they can Mm. literally, they claim Latin people as white all day long. But guess what? They still treat us as non-white people. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter what I'm going to keep on following what they say or follow what they say their actions show me otherwise the only thing Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go by is what i want to empower myself and what i should be labeling myself as and i've always said that latin people should be their own race and should be labeled and classified as their own race either way that race is still gonna be non-white you know and Mm -hmm. i and i gave my opinion on what that race should be you know or how it should quantify you know what i'm saying but um that that's my answer to that question now okay um so i want to ask you uh damn what was i gonna ask you okay i was gonna ask you um i've seen some of your interviews on other people's channels right mm-hmm. and some of your uh your you know collabs with other people's channels and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and there was a comment something a, 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 not a common theme, but certain comments that I've read that I was like, uh, I don't see it that way. What What are your thoughts on certain people 
telling you that you are fence sitting with certain people who think opposite of you or fence sitting on certain people who have different political opinions of you. Yeah, so I have received, like you said, those type of comments because particularly like lighter, lighter skinned people that people saw me collabing with and I guess they felt some type of way about those people and so they felt some type of way about me collabing with those people. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, pretty much. Like, like, that's what you're asking? Yeah, yeah, okay, pretty, yeah. Pretty so, much. see, I... Like, somebody... Well, one of them in particular, like, I've spoken to a lot outside of YouTube, so I feel like I've gotten a pretty, you know, decent, I guess, uh, understanding of who they are, at least I feel that I have. So, like, I know that they can come off a certain type of way online, but I guess I have felt that they're not what these people say. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's me just, uh, what's the word? I don't know. Like, I, I'll, I, you know, I'm a type of person, I like to try and see the good in people. And if I feel that you're not a bad person or I don't think that you're racist, then I don't have a problem, like, collabing with you and, you know, uh, doing videos with you or whatever. But I don't know. I mean, people are going to have their opinions regardless. But I don't know. And then there's another person uh, more recently uh she's probably listening uh, that have people haven't given me some shit for her because i'm cool with her and i'm like i don't i don't see what y'all see but i don't know i mean if i'm like cool with you and i'm clapping with you it's because i think that you're a cool person like i don't yeah no, see you as well, racist or all this other stuff the, well the the thing that i was um reading was um the the fact that you claim to be um neutral but yet mm -hmm. you don't either check what these people's ideologies about or you don't check these people you know what i'm saying so yeah so what what are your what are your thoughts on those type of comments yeah i mean so i i do try you know i try to be open-minded I try to look at things from multiple sides and so when I present a lot of my videos I try to come from a non-biased or somewhat neutral point of view so I think because of that that uh brings a lot of different opinions onto my channel sometimes and uh I know this look I know some people comment stuff that I see and I'm just like what the fuck but, and I, I don't necessarily check them because again I'm trying to maintain this neutral stance but you know I can see though where some people are like okay you should have checked this banner right here this one over there like I, I, I mean I get it I do gotcha. um, so but I guess because you know I don't want to seem too one-sided and you know I do want to be open with everyone and I want people to feel like people of different backgrounds feeling comfortable to be on my channel. That's why sometimes I don't interject as much as I should. So, so let me, so let me ask you then, are, are you, uh, are you, are, what, what are your thoughts on the current political climate now? Are you a Trump supporter? Are you mostly democratic? Um, to be honest, I'm not really into politics. I'm definitely not a Trump supporter. <laughs> um, I guess you could say I've usually kind of leaned more Democrat, but these days I'm just like, man, I don't know. I don't think either of these parties is really doing 
much. <laughs> so I don't know. I gotcha. again, I don't really follow politics like that. Got it, I feel got like, it, got at it. the end of the day, these people at the top are going to do what they want to do anyway. Got it. So, I don't know. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Now, um, so like you said in the beginning, you started this uh, whole uh, YouTube thing with uh, beauty and makeup. Um, mm-hmm. What made you start? going to youtube and actually um you know pursuing this this uh beauty uh you know youtube channel um so to be honest before i started my channel i was never on youtube like i didn't realize how serious youtube was like i would only come to youtube for music videos i was like it but i had already been um like doing makeup looks and posting them on instagram and then i started doing like little one minute video tutorials and so some of my friends were like, yo, you should like make a makeup channel because that's like the thing to do. And uh, a lot of these makeup artists and stuff, they've gotten like really big and, um, you know, they get sponsored and get sent free makeup, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, all right, I mean, I'll try it. And um, yeah, that's basically how I started. Gotcha. Did you have you ever thought about like, I don't know, having your own makeup line? I mean, the idea has crossed my mind, but I would have no idea how to even start that. <laughs> I I don't know. I'd have to have, like, a really big following or something, and I don't know, some way to the finances, for yeah. one, to even start that. What would you call it, though? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> v- v- I have Viva, no idea. Viva Your Beauty or something like that, you know? Uh, oh, Viva Your Beauty. Hmm. Mm. I know. I don't know. See, look at that. Ah, I, yo, You're giving I, it, me ideas. This just comes. This comes pouring out. This comes pouring out. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? So, I've seen some of your other videos where you've done things about you know Latin American music, and mm-hmm. um, you've even breaking it broke it down to the point where you said that some of the Dominican music that the, you know that's very either popular or old school in Dominican Republic come from an African influence. Can you give us more um, insight on that? Um, so are you referring to the one I just did on Palo? Are you talking about that, that one? one? I believe that one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that one. I mean, Palo music is straight up like an African influenced music. Um, I mean, I think all Dominican music has African influence in it. Some more than others, but Palo most definitely is um, undoubtedly in an African influenced solid music. So, you know, when I see people say that the African influence in Dominican culture is so like minimal, I'm like, are we listening to the same music? Because like, I'm confused. What do you what do you mean? (laughs) Like, I feel like. I mean, just like people, I know that, you know, DR, Puerto Rico, Cuba, they identify more with the rest of Latin America, but at the same time, we're still geographically in the Caribbean. So being Caribbean, there's going to be a big African presence in everything. So, and especially in the music, I mean, in music, the dance, I feel like that's where you see most of that African influence. And, you know, we're not exempt from that. So I'm like, it's most definitely there. I mean, just compare... Uh, Caribbean music or Dominican music to like I don't know Mexican music <laughs> you yeah, know yeah, yeah, or some yeah. of these other music like there's a big difference yeah. why because of that African influence yeah. and I feel like that's what makes our music lit like I've said that so many times like that's what sets our music apart 
So why people try to minimize it? I don't know. I'm like, yeah, our music yeah, yeah. does not sound European. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if people. I'm, but... I'm telling you, like Dominicans can make anything into a song. Have you have you seen that? Yo, anything. Have you seen that that um was it Dembo? Have you seen that new one about the coronavirus? They made one about the coronavirus. Yes, there's this dude. Lord. Yes, there's this dude that made this Dominican guy that made. A song about the coronavirus. He's like, Corona, 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 Corona. Oh I'm my like, God. Yo. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. The shit slaps. <laughs> I'm oh my gonna, God. I'm not gonna lie. It's gonna, it's gonna make me want to go to China and get that shit. But, but, uh, no, wow. no, yeah, I'm telling you, Dominicans can make a song about anything. No, you're right about that. You're right. They'll say the dumbest thing or literally mumble throughout a whole song. Yeah, what was the, what it's... was the, uh, it was, I, it, I was so young. Was it the, uh, the, back in the day, El like, the vaca, ooh. Oh, like, that too, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. No, literally anything, and that shit will be bumping everywhere in mm-hmm. DR. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I, rem- yeah. I remember. Remember when um the the um the um, um cable vision shit was in reggaeton. Remember that music video that used to uh, they used to play that shit. I swear to God, that uh, have you? Do you remember that one? Wait, which one? The reggaeton uh, uh the reggaeton one uh, of cable vision. Like, un, uh, what was it? I forgot how it went. I forgot how it went, but it was like they were talking about the triple play plan or whatever the case is, but it was a reggaeton version of it. Mi gente, Optimo Triple Play is in the house. I O Digital Cable. Watch a lot of channels yeah. whenever you're able. HD is free. Let me put it on the table for twenty nine ninety five. get designed the label. It was, a, it was a commercial, but anyway, the shit was uh, so fucking popular. I swear <laughs> to God, I heard it in a club before. And I'm like, are you serious? Wow. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, yo, Dominic, yo, shout out to my Dominicans, yo. Uh, I'm Haitian, so I got to say shout out to my Dominicans. No, <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, radical Haitian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, you know, you know what I'm saying. I can't, I can't, I couldn't deny my roots. You know, I just, I had, uh-huh. to, I, I couldn't, I couldn't lie to the people. I had to, you know, had to come out. I got exposed. And they all saw that. right through you. Yeah, they saw exactly <laughs> right through me. You know what I'm saying? But oh um, what, what are your, what are, you, what is your overall message on your channel? Since you know, you do two things. You talk about political things, but also you talk. Uh, um, you know, you also do things about like beauty and, and healthness. What is your overall message on your channel? That's a good question. I feel like I have such a variety of stuff right now. I don't even know if there is just one message. Um, but I mean, I definitely feel like my channel has kind of taken like a cultural exploration type of turn. Um, again, like doing all these different like music you know, of the America's videos and even looking into like 
uh, certain like subcultures within Latin America. Um, I've noticed like I really like that type of stuff. Like I like learning about different cultures and different music and different groups of people. So um, I don't know. I I like doing that. Um, but I don't know as far as like an actual message. I guess I don't know. Just being open to seeing other groups of people and exploring other cultures. And um, I don't know, because I feel like people are just so prone to, like, hating on other people on YouTube. And, you know, I just try to be open with everyone. And so I I hope that I project that through the videos that I, I make. And I let it be known, like, you know, we don't have to be beefing with this group and that group. Like, it's okay for us to be cool, you know, like, especially when it comes to, like, African-Americans, for example. That was another big thing I noticed very early on on YouTube, this whole Dominican versus African-American beef. And I was just like, yo, that's not my life. I don't got an issue with black people. So, again, just being open. You know, gotcha. open to seeing other sides and other cultures. Gotcha. Now, um, I saw, to be honest, I saw your Dominican blog since you went to Dominican Republic, right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're uh, they're very interesting. They're very interesting, <laughs> even though they're like, you know, fifteen to thirty minutes long. Still, very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what? Why did you want to record and vlog? certain parts of Dominican Republic? Well, you know, I feel like there's so much, like, misconceptions sometimes about DR. And so I wanted to just show those different sides. Like, I wanted to show the capital and show how, you know, um, the very more modern sides of it. You know, a lot of the capital is quite developed, and it's nice. But I also wanted to show, you know, the campo, the poor side. So I wanted people to be able to see all of it i mean well i did go to a few different places this time but um yeah i mean i feel like there's so much like diversity in in landscape even like or the diversity of the people and i just wanted to show like this is what the art is you know like there's no need to be speculating like i'm showing you you know this is how the people are and you know i just wanted to show it um, I was like excited to do it because I've never gone there with the intention of blog- vlogging because, of course, I didn't have a channel before. But, yeah. you know, I thought it would be something really fun to do just to show people that have never been to DR what it's like. Now, what are the the most popular um, comments that you get about DR that you wanted to shatter with that vlog? Because I was reading some of the comments and... They were talking about nationalism in DR, nationalism in DR. And mind you, I got family in Dominican Republic, and I asked them about nationalism, and they don't know what I'm talking about. You know? Mm-hmm. Did you also find that same thing when you went to DR? To be honest, nobody in my family talks about that um, here or there. Um, there's only one uncle of mine that is very much into like politics and all that, but. I think he's low-key communist. I don't know. <laughs> but he, um, <laughs> I honestly, I do think he might be. Uh, I don't know. He's he's definitely more, like, left-meaning. But um, besides him, though, I, I've never seen anyone in my family to be super into, like, the whole nationalism thing from, like, a political expect, uh, perspective. Now, as far as being, like, you know, having, you know, 
pride or being patriot or patriotic as far as far as being proud to be Dominican. Yes, I would say that is very common among most of my family. Everyone is super proud to be Dominican, but the whole nationalism stuff, no. Yeah, but do, I don't. Do you see mm-hmm. a difference between being proud, being Dominican, and being nationalistic? Yes, what, I do. Can you can you tell us what the difference might be? Um. For, well, in my opinion, I see the whole nationalism thing um, more about wanting to maintain, I guess, Dominican sovereignty from like a political level or an economic level. But a lot of times, it is kind of mixed in with like xenophobia and um racism so i don't know uh i i don't know i just, I just see them to be two different things now of course that's not to say that all nationalists are xenophobic or racist because i don't think that they are but um i don't know i think one is more political where the other one is more like cultural like you just like being a patriotic dominican is more about being part of your dominican culture if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense. Gotcha. Um, so when you went to to Dominican Republic, did you see it being a rampant with Haitian immigrants? Okay, so I'm gonna be honest. Like, with all this Haitian invasion stuff I've been hearing, <clears throat> I was expecting to see like Haitians everywhere. Now I don't know if it's just the particular areas that I was in, but I didn't see as many as I was expecting to see and I know some people were like well how do you know if they're Haitian like okay to keep it totally honest they they do kind of stand out okay they they do look a little different even from your average darker skinned Dominican so usually not 100% of the time but usually you can kind of spot who's Haitian um but I didn't see a whole lot like in my parents town in Bonao I didn't really see much now in the capital i did see a few more usually you see them like you know walking down the street like selling the little like i don't know peanuts or whatever they're selling or like on the side of the highway now as i went more west because you know i went to bani i went to barona which is more like southwest i i did it just seemed like i saw a few more but again it wasn't like to the extreme that uh some people make it seem online. So it's, it's but again, I don't know. Say, what just... So is mm-hmm. it safe to say that these people who are talking about the Haitian invasion is it safe to say <laughs> that they're just full of shit? <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say that they're full of shit. I mean, again, it could be maybe there's specific areas that are being, you know, I don't know. That there is a lot of Haitian. I mean, I don't know. I don't know because. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know what to think of it sometimes because there are, um, actually there was another Dominican that I talked to that said, no, actually there is a lot of them everywhere, at least where they're at. So I don't know, but it, it wasn't as, at least where I was in the areas where I went, so it I wasn't just, as bad as I thought. So I'll just use, it would I'll use some confirmation bias and say that, um, based on your experience, um, these people online don't know what they're talking about. So thank you. Thank you for proving that. Oh, um, yeah. So, so... <laughs> yeah, no, you don't no, get me in trouble. No, let, me <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Oh, but no. So what I saw that you did a recent video um, about the, well, not that recent, but like a week ago about Shakira and J-Lo on the Super Bowl. And mm-hmm. uh, can you, can you uh, break us down on your thoughts on that video? 
Okay, so to break it down, so I'm sure everyone saw the, you know, the halftime show with Shakira and J-Lo and following their performance, like, I don't know, the world lasted shit and it was just, everybody was going in on this performance, white, black, and Latino. I mean, literally everyone has something to say. Yeah, because I read so, your comments. I read your comments. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so you had a lot of people, um, particularly white people saying that it was too sexual, that it was too much. Um, I saw a video, uh, from this pastor, I guess, who wanted to sue, I don't know if it was for real, but talking about, you know, my, my 12 year old son had to see that and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like people were just losing their shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, you know, I did see some kind of negative comments from some black people on the other end. Um, some were, they were bringing Black History Month in, into it, which I don't know why, because the Super Bowl has no, it's not tied to Black History Month. So I don't know if they were upset because there wasn't no black performers. I don't know. And then as far as the, you know, what the Latinos had to say, I do think most Latinos were happy with it. But I did see some Black Latinos online talking about, you know, it's always the light-skinned ones um, performing. They're the ones <clears throat> always in the mainstream. They're the ones always in the limelight. Where were all the Black people? But, um, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. even with that, like, I mean, there were actually Black dancers on stage. They did actually, their, their backup dancers were actually pretty diverse. Now, as far as people being upset with, like, with the fact that it was J-Lo and Shakira, I mean, I, I get wanting to see, you know, darker Latinos, you know, on a show like that. Yeah. But at the same time, my thought was, well, who will we have even put on a show like that to where, you know, white America would be okay watching it? I mean, they weren't, mm-hmm. watch, they weren't okay watching these two anyways, but... Yeah. I don't think that we have any like black Latin star that is at that level of fame. Oh, Amara so, La Negra. No? no? Yes. Not, not her. Mm. No? Uh, well, okay. So I mentioned her in my video too because a lot of people brought her up. But the thing with Amara is like she's not as, um, I don't think she's at that level yet of fame. Like, And I think her, her music holds her back. Like her music yeah. just isn't that great you know she North is talented her, you know, i'm not gonna lie she's, she's super talented yeah, she's she can talented. sing she can dance i mean yeah, she's, she's like a great performer she can put on a really good show but just her music i, I don't know I what's think, up with her producers i i think uh she needs she needs a, a ghost writer really bad that's what i think mm-hmm. because let's, let, let's be let's be honest j-lo never wrote none of her shit mm-hmm. and so eh, let's, let's let's keep it real you know, but look look what that music with Ghost Riders got her. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. shout, shout out to her. But um mm-hmm. what was it? Uh but that that goes again back to my original topic, which is something really, really interesting I wanna ask. Uh do you see Shakira and J Lo as black Latin people? No, they're not black. But I don't see them as like white like fully white. So, so they're mixed? Like like I think with J Lo, she looks to me like someone who is predominantly Euro- predominantly European, but probably has other mixture in there too. And then with Shakira, well, she's half Colombian, half Lebanese. So I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she had some non-white admixture from her Colombian side. Um, I mean, I mean, look at her hair texture. I don't know. I I 
I see them as light skinned. I mean, put it that way. Light skinned uh, mixed people. My light skin. You say light skin what? Light skin mixed people. I guess, yeah, because <laughs> I mean they're they're obviously not black, but I don't see them as full on white either. And see, that's where I always get like I'm kind of like see this these racial boxes is like where do the people who are not fully to one side or the other go? Because it's some some people it's hard to to put them in just one box. That's true. And that, I feel like is, they kind of that, fall into that, even though they're more white leaning. That is. Would you now? But, now let me ask you if J Lo comes out and says, um, "This whole time I've been identifying as black." What would would you look at her sideways? I would. <laughs> I would because she nobody's looking at her and thinking she's she's like a black woman. You don't look at J Lo thinking yeah. black. Like, no, you, you no. Don't. Well, you just look at J Lo thinking that you know she's Puerto Rican, basically non-white. Well, yeah, yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, like, again, since there's no box for Latin folks, since we're not a race, would you still knowing this now, knowing this that she's non-white, would you still see her sideways? Would you still look at her sideways if she said that she's uh, she's black? I'm not gonna lie, I would, cause I mean, you know, I'm not. I I don't. I try not to like police how people identify themselves, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I just feel like what? like she's not black. Like she may not be white, but she's not black. Like again, nobody's looking at J Lo and saying that's a black woman. Gotcha, like, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Like I feel like. And see, that's also the the issue I kind of have. Going back to that unpopular opinions video you mentioned, because I feel like if you're going to have all these super light or more white passing people saying that they're black, then doesn't that kind of erase the experiences that actual black people go through? Because then if you have all these white passing people identifying as black, then somebody could be like, well, hey, see, they're black. They're not experiencing what you're saying. So what you're saying must not be that valid. Well, so that is the, the-, the thing is only in America we've, been conditioned to saying blackness is just uh, identify as as a skin color, you know. Um, that's the main reason why the one drop rule was invented, you know, because they saw some of these mixed people passing as white, and then when you actually look at their last name or some of their culture and some of the things that they do, they're like, "Wait a minute, you don't put mayonnaise on your mofongo? What the hell?" You know what I'm saying? <laughs> So that's the main uh, that's the main reason why they did that one drop rule thing. Now going back, if J Lo would say that she's black, I wouldn't have an issue with that. I actually would praise it, just like when Fat Joe said that he's black. The reason is is because he's he's saying that his race is black, not that you know he's he went through the same experience that African Americans went through. You know what I'm saying? There's a big difference. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, I don't think he was necessarily equating it to african-americans but i mean but he's he's not he's not black <laughs> like well you can you, you can say he's not black but some uh, even when uh remy ma was told this she even like broke it down some of his experiences um some of these uh things that you know white folks treat him as they don't treat him mm-hmm. as a white man you know he might be mm-hmm. light-skinned and all that other stuff but Look, look, looking at him, he's not, you know, he might, to, to anybody else, he might be white, but uh, amongst our community, 
But the real community who, you know, determines everything, they don't see him as white. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They see him as mm -hmm. an other. So, you know, at least if he's identifying as black and some of us in our community says, well, you know, you're not, you're really black. You know, to me, that that really un doesn't validate anything to me. I still see him as, all right, you're black shit. You're just a black, light-skinned person because there's a lot of light, black, light-skinned black black people out here you know what i'm saying yeah that's true so that's to, true. to me to me that doesn't really you know that doesn't really like you know matter you know what i'm saying so to me i'll be like yeah mm -hmm. yeah, yeah shout out to you bro shout out to you okay you know i mean I... even though I you, guess. even though you disagree it's all right <laughs> i mean i i get i i get the point though as far as like his experience and the dominant society not labeling him as white. I mean, I, I get that point of view. Yeah. Um. I mean, I personally still wouldn't call him black, but I I mm. get that he's an other. He's not white. Mm. Uh, mm. From an Amer a white American perspective. Mm. Okay. Cool. 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 Um. So, anything you want to um leave the listeners with? Anything you want? Any affirmations? Any you know? <laughs> Any, any, <laughs> anything you wanna you wanna leave the listeners with before we wrap it up? Um, let's see. What do I wanna say? Well, to all my haters out there, cause I got a few. <laughs> Y'all can keep on hating, kiss my ass. Um, but to <laughs> everyone else, <laughs> um, and I just wanna like thank the people that have been supporting me, especially those that have been like listening to my channel from the jump. And, you know, I know that we have a lot of the same listeners. I think you said that earlier. So, you know, I think it's a nice little community we have going on. Like, I know that we don't always all 100% agree on everything, but I think it's good that, you know, we can have our different perspectives and communicate them with each other and create dialogue because, you know, like I've said on, on my channel, uh, I do think a, a lot of things are changing among Latinos and, like, we're really starting to explore, like, who we really are. And, you know, how we identify and all that type of stuff. So I think it's all good conversation. And I encourage for that to continue to happen. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Well, well said. Well said. Well said. Now, remember, guys, uh, her uh, YouTube channel, just give give it out for the people where they can find you. It is Viva Bella by Extina. And that is also the name of my makeup Instagram. But I also have another Instagram that is related to the stuff I post on YouTube, which is VBXtina underscore chats. Yeah, so I'll I'll link all of that, you know, in the description down below. Um, remember, if you guys want to follow her, you know, hit her up on Instagram or go on YouTube. Again, all links down below. Um, listen, Christina, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming in. Likewise. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Not a problem. Um, we should definitely do this more often, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, um, I'm going to catch everybody later. Peace. Bye. All right. So that was the interview with Christina. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you guys learned a little bit more about her. Like I did. I learned a little bit more about her that I didn't know. You know what I'm saying? So remember everything. You guys want to follow her. YouTube and Instagram is going to be on link in the description down below or in the detail tabs on the podcast. I know I got a lot of male listeners. Please be respectful. Let's not be creeps out here. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's be a little respectful. You know what I mean? So all that's going to be 
in the description down below, you know? And also, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the same name, Radical underscore Latino underscore. And also, donate to my website at, you know, RadicalLatino.com. And you guys can go to donate and do it right there, you know? And I'm going to catch you guys later. Peace.